Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Those who ran the Soviet Union had believed that they could plan and manage a new kind of socialist society. But they had discovered that it was impossible to control and predict everything, and the plan had run out of control. But rather than reveal this, the technocrats began to pretend that everything was still going according to plan. And what emerged instead was a fake version of the society. The Soviet Union became a society where everyone knew that what their leaders said was not real, because they could see with their own eyes that the economy was falling apart. But everybody had to play along and pretend that it was real, because no one could imagine any alternative. One Soviet writer called it hypernormalization. You were so much a part of the system that it was impossible to see beyond it. The fakeness was hyper-normal. In this stagnant world, two brothers called Arkady and Boris Strugatsky became the inspiration of a growing new dissident movement. They weren't politicians. They were science fiction writers. And in their stories, they expressed the strange mood that was rising up as the Soviet Empire collapsed. Their most famous book was called Roadside Picnic. It is set in a world that seems like the present, except there is a zone that has been created by an alien force. People known as stalkers go into the zone. They find that nothing is what it seems, that reality changes minute by minute. Shadows go the wrong way. There are hidden forces that twist your body and change the way you think and feel. The picture the Strugatsis gave was of a world where nothing was fixed. La menton, la main, traverser les boulevards, les cieux tombent, les yeux. 
regard J'ai toujours sur moi Un peu là de toi Marcher sous la pluie Avec toi dans la nuit C'est pas un problème Dis-moi juste et je t'aime Les bijoux, les fleurs Je vois la vie en couleur Je me demande tous les jours Que ferais-je sans toi Et tu vois Il paraît bien que l'amour Oui ça ressemble à ça Yeah, no, I'm excited about that. It's funny. Did you did you catch um, Henry's article yesterday? Oh my God! Yet yeah, did I? Yes. <laughs> I was seriously like, I read the headline and I was like, Where's the popcorn? Where is the popcorn? I was like, I need a snack while I while I read this. It was such a fun read. I didn't know exactly where uh, it was going, and then I started to see it, and I was like, Oh my God! Yeah, it was because oh I I lived. I mean, that was all stuff that I knew very yeah. very well. Well, I and mean, you were referenced like, too. You know, you, was, you got you got an appearance in the in his article, right? Did you see that? I mean, as, <laughs> of course. I mean, it was. I was reading it while we were watching um, uh, Indiana Jones, Crystal Ball, one of the worst movies I've ever oh, seen God, in my life. So bad. <laughs> and so I'm just. I tell the kids. I, I'm like, kids, this movie's propaganda. It's not the other movies. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what that like what the hell that thing was, but um, there's a couple cool scenes, like the nuclear bomb scene and stuff. They're pretty amazing. But yeah. um but, but it was just like, not a good movie. As soon as overall. I start to see the feds come in and the men in black, and I'm like, get out of here. I'm not doing this. This is not Indiana Jones. You can't start him up in an interrogation, you know? And, and then they of course go to where it should have been started, which is in a classroom, right? And so I'm I'm I tell the kids flat because I'm like, we don't need to watch this. And my wife is just Help! Like we need to watch it for some reason. I don't understand. I'm just like. Is it just so because just, it's Indiana Jones that she wants to watch it? Or I don't even know. Like I just, I, I I'm just like, if it's not good, it's not good. I'm not just yeah. gonna watch it. Yeah, you're right. If I'm not gonna watch it just for the sake of it being Indiana Jones, you know, 20 years later, by the way, <laughs> 20. And so, and they're doing a part five. They're doing oh, a part five. Another one. Okay. It, it, isn't that the shit with Shia LaBeouf? Or is he kicked four. out of the, the Indiana Jones series by now? I mean, he was terrible. <laughs> I mean, he was so bad in that movie. He should be kicked out. Um, and so I'm sitting there and I just start, you know, I just start reading the article and like reading and reading. But I was kind of getting, you know, with all the kids and stuff, I had missed the part where he actually said the, the line about, him having one producer, the NBA people having one producer. So I missed that reference. Right. Yeah. Oh, so he was talking it. about you. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. so I was like, that's I'm, definitely Jade. I know as I was going down the line, 
I kept going, oh man, I'm like, I'm kind of happy he left me out of this, but at the same time, I kind of wish I was in it. <laughs> and then, boom, right at the end. Yeah. <laughs> name got the name drop. I was like, it goes my job with the ringer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never know you know just off, off the count on Justin Vary to you know put in the good yeah word yeah, yeah yeah Vary still got Vary <laughs> Mahoney too I got Mahoney Mahoney likes me um but yeah that was that was so well written. it was such so a great well story it was yeah. So, yeah, I was instantly transported into the world of that story yep. of of Henry living a miserable existence trying to appease <laughs> Bill Simmons. <laughs> and it was just like because Henry's such a good storyteller. Like yeah, it was just so really like is. well constructed and it like was cohesive. I was the just ship like, with the shorty oh and the gum. I was yeah. like, Oh my god, that <laughs> line. I was like, oh, when he went for the second shot, he took <laughs> another shot. <laughs> I had, to, I had to like that, he was feeling the hot hand was <laughs> I legit, like had my hand covering my mouth when like, when I was reading yo the, the, it was just cringe the whole way I was just like yo this is so OD um Jacoby and, and Simmons like Ooh. we're throwing a party right Jacoby's like is your wife gonna be cool with this nah who cares <laughs> throwing a party like yo oh my just, god <laughs> yo, I mean the, the, the funny thing and and Henry never never like I remember the time in New Orleans I remember that but the other times Henry never told me about ever and uh, so I always I was always kind of inquiring what that relationship was all about and why why it was we weren't doing more stuff with Grantland etc you know um, I think our one touch point honestly was Shay Shay Serrano but then he became a non touch point. Once he kind of locked in with Grantland, that's how it was, mm-hmm. you know, the exclusivity of of of, uh, of the sides. And so, uh, man, it brought me back. Though. I was just like I was on the floor with World Wide West, Mark Stein, Henry and Bill Simmons when that whole end scene went down. I was right there. It's like 100 percent accurate, you know. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe his memory. His memory was extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Incredible. And, um, and then the Let's thing get some I, salads. The, <laughs> yo, yo, yo. I mean, dude, dude. I mean, I have to tell this one because it's fine. But it reminded me of when Kevin Wilds, who was the head of the NBA kind of TV production group back in those days, uh, very tight with Bill, very tight with Jacoby had me and Amin come in to the city to talk about what was the pre-production of the jump before Rachel Nichols was there and stuff. And they were planning on having Beatle kind of be the show. And that's what we did. <laughs> we went and got salads. <laughs> I was like, this, I was like, this, is, this must be a thing. <laughs> it was like, oh my Lord. And, and then Henry, his retorts during that gum scene, are so total, total Henry. That is total Henry. He that's how he uh you know jabs back in a way yeah. that you don't even know he's jabbing back. He's just well, it's it was pure so comedy. Perfect the way he na- narrated it because he was like I do this in uncomfortable situations like on purpose and then he was like oh, and yeah. then I jab again if, just to test the yeah. waters. It was so well done. 
It's it's totally true. I, I mean, I spent so much time with him that I saw it time and time and time again, you know. Yeah. And um, it was uh, – I thought it was just brilliant. I really did, you know. So good. Hello, oh Henry. My God, bro. Notwithstanding just, anything like – It's you know, really like this is, this, is, this is what Henry does though. That's the yeah. thing like – um, it reminded me of Kobe's not clutch. Like it reminded <laughs> me of all of the classic yeah. Henry causes because uh, he's a shit stir, and yes. like it's just classic Henry, dude. But the you best really... part is that it doesn't it doesn't really come off as that critical. It's mostly just honest. Yeah, definitely. That's why I feel like the delivery. Was the, he so somehow just, like, got people to think that he invented the sports documentary. Oh yeah. Yo. <laughs> okay, maybe that was critical. <laughs> I mean, I'll say, you know, as a producer, as a producer, I mean, I worship Bill Bill Simmons, still do to this day, um, just because you see what he's done and it's like you try to emulate it. I think I've actually pulled it off in the micro, micro forms of it. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's just it's it's impressive. And, And being in that culture in Bristol, I actually would root for Bill, you know, and not notwithstanding what we had there. Right. But in terms of the general structure, I knew what he was de- dealing with. And, and, and you would, and seeing what he was doing, you're, it was just so obvious. It was like, that's cool. This is not cool. <laughs> you know, and then true hoop kind of evolved inside of that as a, like a bubble, if you will. And we were able to create it our, our own thing. And we were really on the precipice of achieving something great when everything collapsed. And it makes you wonder. You know, that's that's the whole thing going back. You know, you can read the Deadspin article about it. There there was something far more than just layoffs at that point. You know what I mean? There was a, uh, a restructuring, if you will, uh, for power's sake. So and it's still in place. You know, it was shocking to me in 2015 when the ESPN let go of Bill. That was shocking. I was in Tampa. I was on the beach when I saw that come through on the Twitter and I was just like blown away. You know what I mean? I mean, like, and Jade, like, the way that Henry's describing the atmosphere in the building around the guy, you know, it seemed like he was untouchable. And he definitely behaved that way. (laughs) And then they had to, you know, but that's that's corporate culture, man. They have to, sometimes they have to be like, look, nobody's bigger than the freaking four letters. Like... They have to well, do it's that. Three, it's really the NFL more than even well, ESPN. that too. Word, not bag. yeah, the NFL not, bag. I mean, that's that's kind of when you think about it. I don't, I, he, he was the first, right? You know, then they did away with the six, and I call it making ESPN great again. That's what I call it. Um, <laughs> and and but like when I was, I mean, I not to compare myself to Bill again, but I did a lot of the same things. I was a insubordinate fucking motherfucker there all the time. You know what I mean? I just didn't listen to them because I just thought, you have no idea what you're doing. You know? <laughs> like, why should I listen to you? And I feel like that was his mindset. But I never got all the things, you know what I mean, that he got in uh, comparison. And that's the thing about it. Like, he got just so much. It was a uh, playground. You know, that's – and so the people at Bristol – really started feeling um, like, you know, who the fuck's this guy now? Now he's getting also, everything and also, he's complaining. You know? Also, Jade, um, 
you know, as as you always mention, the culture out in L.A. is so different from Bristol culture. So yes. it's like they're, they're out on an island in L.A. because they don't have to deal with, you know, the, the, the conservatism of Bristol's culture. And that yep. can, you know, get you get to your head, man. <laughs> and, there's, and it's interesting, too, because there's a whole other aspect to it, which was the Eric Rideholm world, which, uh, you know, Bill was tapped into, too. Eric always said nothing creative happens in Bristol. You know what I mean? So that was like, that was something of, um, and it was, I mean, for all intents and purposes, aside from what I did, no, there was some other things, of course. But like I always say about Bristol, they just didn't value creators. Bill did, you know what I mean? And that was the issue. It was more a value of management. You know, I, I call it sandbox politics. You never, you weren't really there to serve the sports fan like, like they have on the wall. You know, you're, you were there to serve your manager. And when I was exiting, I remember that because Kevin Wilde said to me, he's like, when I lost Henry, I had no champion. You know what I mean? And so I was just like a sitting duck. And, uh, he's like, you need to get wins for your manager and you don't have one right now. <laughs> and I was just like, time to go, <laughs> you know? And then when they started cracking down on me, they told me, I'll never forget this. They're like, you can do the podcast, but four hours a week and we're going to move you to college football. I was just yeah, like, well, you're just asking that. me to leave, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, like, you don't even want me here. Just say it. (laughs) I mean, and they were going to shift my hours. Essentially what they're asking me to do after having done all this. And I remember I had prepared for it. I used to go up to Glenn Jacobs, office. Who's a big, big time player there uh, became my boss temporarily showing him these pictures of these lines around the block in San Francisco for our live show that we did at um, soul space. And it just didn't register. And I was just like, how, what, where is, how, this, what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> on top of the podcast, on top of the videos, like, really? You're going to shift me to college football, you know? <laughs> really? That's what's going on here? And that's exactly the reason Bill fucking hated Bristol, that. And I, I so I totally understand where he was coming from, you know? It's just so that I, it was just a shame that Henry and, and Bill just couldn't like form an alliance that was at least cooperative. You know what I mean? They don't have to be buddy buddy, but right. they both of them I admire greatly. Um, and but Henry seems to have a little bit more, you know, of an integrity. And I've always appreciated that about Henry. You know, he's my guy. So that's. If you haven't read it, check it out. It's on truehoop.com. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, you're part of that too, Waz. You know, you, oh, of like, course. You're, 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 you know, bringing you in was a, of a great struggle sometimes for me. Of on, course. On many different fronts. And so, uh, of course. Waz was problematic for you? Of course. At the end? <laughs> of course. Of course. Well, but never but for no. me. Jade, you know. I was, I was, I'm sitting on my couch reading this thing, just like howling, right? Yeah. 
and 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 so Tamar's like, "What is going on?" I'm like, "I can't like oh you're a normal God. person. I can't explain this to you. This is something that literally maybe a thousand people in the world like truly give a truly fuck know. about. Yeah, like yeah. you know what I'm saying. Um, like it's just it's petty media grievances, but it's fucking fantastic. I was at the screaming, end, dude. At the, when I, I mean, I was reading and the kids were watching the movie and I was waiting for my name to appear and I was going, going, I just, I saw it and I just fucking howled. <laughs> I just was like, I was like, <laughs> I got up, I got up, I, I, got, I can't believe it. My wife's just looking at me, you know. Well, he stubbed you first. He stubbed you first because he said, we did this all with one producer yeah. and I'm like, oh. I, well, I had missed that maze because I was like kind of with the kids and I just was kind of getting through it on my phone, getting bothered here and there. So I missed that one little line. Um, and, uh, and then he drops and then, the name a few paragraphs the whole, later. The whole time I was just like, I've, I've been through all this. I've been, I was there. I was there, you know. And, uh, and and I was I was telling Waz and Eden earlier. I said I didn't know if I wanted my name to appear, but at the same time I did. <laughs> you of, know course I mean? did. of course you did. Of course you did. Oh my lord, have mercy, dude. There's so many like the tales that the like some of the guys there that were at the top could tell truly are just extraordinary, extraordinary. You know. What, there's the no there's no deadlier more lethal line than wearing carefully purchased jeans mm. like that <laughs> so is good. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that was the best one stop me in my like that is so fucking rude if anyone yeah, ever this. wrote that about me i would like it, it would be on site like i would have it's to so, punch that person the second i saw so good. oh my lord that, like, mean, you, could, you could call me an asshole you could call my mother a whore like you could say anything but if you said that that's low-key like the rudest thing i've ever read it's so true though so because rude. so disrespectful. Some it's so disrespectful. What were those clothes? What are those clothing companies that send you clothes? Affliction. Oh, what, what, what was the big one? What was the big um, one there? Damn. They, they well they well all the up upper management had this. Oh, like like rent the runway? No, they, it was no. Like they design your clothes for the you. Stitch fix. No, it wasn't that one. They used to do a lot of. They used to do a lot of advertising on podcasts. Yeah. I don't remember Trump Club. Uh, Trump no. Club. I think it might be Tr- Trump oh, Club. Yes, Threads. Yes. Yeah, 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 you know, yes, it's, it's, and Threads and all of that. Jack Threads. <laughs> it was. It was. It was Trump Club, and they all had it, and they'd all. That was the small talk of any meeting that started. Trump Club. <laughs> you know what I mean. But none of the other, all the lower employees were like, damn, we can't afford this shit. Mm. <laughs> it sounds like a fraternity. Uh, it was just, it's just, you know, and you, so you totally, you're like, damn, those jeans are, uh, what, what was the term, Zach? Carefully, Carefully placed. Carefully purchased. Carefully <laughs> purchased. Carefully purchased. The disdain, bro. Just the, just the contempt. Amazing. It's just, the, and, it and might, you know, that might cause me to to buy a firearm if someone wrote that about me like i like that's how bad it is part of me was just like i I feel bad about the pylon that's happening carefully purchased firearm carefully purchased firearm but the gossip in me was just like this is so fucking great i love it give me more someone responded to me on twitter they're like it just reads as a petty thing i'm like yeah yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, like, is that yeah, supposed to deter right. me from liking to read this? Like, right. Exactly. 
Yeah, I feel like yeah. for the niche audience, like it's either you, you either got it or you didn't. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts on this, but um, <laughs> who, but, who uh, said, I, uh, who said they got cracked up by the fact that someone had referenced this uh, in that some article? It said Mister Rosillo. Who was that? Was that oh was? man, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that New York Times didn't call him Mister Rosillo. I love Ryan. Ryan's my guy. I guy. fuck with Rosillo, man. Like all my interactions with him in like real life have been yeah. nothing but positive and dope. You know, it's just. I mean, I, it's I said tough. that it's, it's said tough that. being a white bro in today's atmosphere. It's it's it's, it's so tough, tough for you because so you're so used to, <laughs> you're so used to leaning into that unabashedly. Especially if you work in sports, it's like it's worked for you so long. And then the mm-hmm. switch up has happened so fast. And yeah. so it's, you know, guys are just catching up to the difference, you know. Yeah. So I get it. I, I get it. <laughs> it's, it's last night during our After Dark, which was great. Check it out on Patreon. Um, it was so good. I said to you that, like, the marketplace kind of dictates who you have on ultimately. Right. And, and I was saying like, is he just, or I was asking, is he just playing the market doing what he does? And this is how it looks, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, uh, and I've heard that from, you know, the black people that I work with, they're, they're, they're hesitant about doing a black show just for that reason. They're like, it doesn't work, Jade. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, what's so funny, Jade, is um, there's, there's always two two minds with that. Right. Like my homies who work in music could tell you the opposite. They'll be like, listen, once the money is behind something, the sheeple will follow it. it does, so essentially, I totally agree with once that. you put the shit on ESPN, people mm-hmm. are going to freaking watch it no matter what it is if they market it promote it yep. whatever the case may be it's going to work you know cuz in music they're just like please like all these years they would always put all the money behind mm-hmm. all of these white artists all of these pop acts blah 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 and they explain to you like the mainstream audience isn't going to do it and then you know you finally get some type of metrics but, and but, it's like but, no but but was without it though is my question you know what without I mean? it is different. No, yeah. without it is different. It's I mean, yeah. the, the just hilarious thing about like the amateur hour thing about the podcast with him so is is not that his <laughs> dumbass friend Joe House is on talking about food and like making you know misogynistic jokes about the wizards, and not that his like Trump voting buddy Jacko is on. It's that he gave his daughter, his teenage daughter, a podcast once a month. What do you mean it's not amateur hour? You literally gave one to your child, which I'm all for. If that's how you want to do it, Jade, if you want to give Gray a, a podcast like every week, like go ahead. I don't care. Yeah. But then don't tell me, oh, yeah, it's about like having the best people on. Like, no, that's not what it is. It's that you yeah. got comfortable with these people and that's all you care about is being comfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's um... – I always, I actually tell that to a lot of people that podcast with me. I say, you should pod with people that you're comfortable with. Sure. You know, um, and, uh, but I actually yeah. happen to work with a lot of people that are black, you know, so I, I feel like, but, but at the very least, you know, you have to force integration. That's, I've always believed this. You have of to force Of course you do. It. Yeah, absolutely. You know, 100%. you have to do it. 
But you're only basing that on you're only basing that on the history of this country. So if you take away the history of this country, then you don't really need to force integration. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it, because, you know, it's so easy to fall into what comes, quote unquote, naturally to you. Right. Um, right. Uh, like that's that's easy. It's comfortable. It, 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 it kind of reminds. Well, first of all, I want to say this. JFK, great president, uh, was uh, one of the champions of affirmative action. When he was inaugurated, the day of his inauguration, he looked out and he saw that the the military guard had not one black person in it. And so in that very day, he, he spoke to an admiral and said, let's get some people of color in that. OK, so that and Kennedy was uh, cognizant of that. So um, shouts to him, the legend. But uh, it reminds me of like the New York City school system. You know what I mean? This New York, this bastion of liberalism, stuff like that, has probably the most segregated school system in the world. (laughs) It's it's, that's that's another one of those things that we and we talked about it last night about, you know, Massachusetts or whatever being this bastion of liberalism. Like people think that about New York, but the people who make New York liberal aren't from New York. <laughs> it's right. what I'm trying to tell you. Like, if you go to a neighborhood that's native white New Yorkers, they are not liberal at all. They don't give a fuck about the MoMA. Like, mm-hmm. they just straight up don't. Like, they like New York to them is not about the arts and oh, it's the birthplace of hip hop and punk rock and all. No, no, they like that doesn't register to you know people who are from New York. You know, right. like. And, yeah. and and what registers is, hey, man, um, you know, I'm going to beat this fucking black dude's ass with a bat for coming to Howard. <laughs> like, you know, what you know, what's funny is if you ever. Well, I don't know if it's like this now, but back in the 90s when I would go to Coney Island, Coney Island, you would, yes, sir. You would encounter some of the most authentically New York it's, people. Russia, right? Yeah. And yeah, you're yeah, like, the Russians, you know, where the are Russians. These? No, no, well, like, yeah, you will see those homies too. Like, I still remember. People? I still remember Ethan's bachelor party at that Russian bathhouse. That is the one. That woman. That woman that running. That the, you with the leaves. The, well, yes. That. Yeah. I don't. I still do not know if he worked there. There was just a big ass Russian dude in one of the saunas hitting people with leaves. And I'm wow. pretty sure he was. I'm pretty sure he was just a guest there and decided I'm going to do this for everybody. But the woman running the counter of that Russian bathhouse. I've never met a scarier person. <laughs> I, I've, I've had guns pulled on like a group of mine before. Like I wasn't as scared as I was with this woman. Yeah. <laughs> when people think of New York, they're not thinking about Coney Island and Brighton Beach. They're no, just, <laughs> they're just not. <laughs> but you know, you mentioned the just... forcing forcing integration, Jade, and like Omani, I think talked about this recently, where he said like Dean Smith didn't ask if it was okay to integrate uh, the ACC. Right. He just brought Charlie Scott in and said, this black guy plays for us now. Right. right. Like Branch Rickey didn't. Um, I think Bowie said Branch Rickey didn't ask if it was OK to bring Jackie Robinson to the major leagues. Like, no, he just did it. Like, that's like you can't. Yeah. You, you have then, to make things uncomfortable. You know, and another part of that, too, that I think is important that often um, <laughs> liberals lose sight of. Like, you have to just do it and not be seen as patting yourself on the back for doing exactly. it. Yes. Like that, like if you're gonna do it, don't make a big look at me and my open mindedness. I've got two Negroes here. It's like <laughs> just put them on, <laughs> well, let yeah. them be themselves, and move on. Yeah. 
Well, I've, all, I've always looked at it as like people who are cool, people who are smart, people who are funny, they don't have to tell you they're cool, smart, or funny. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, like if you're trying to tell someone, oh, look what I'm doing. I'm doing this. I'm such a great – like you're not. Like you're – people just do stuff you're naturally. trying to convince. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to convince themselves of it by trying to convince other yeah. people. And it's Give like, no, credit. just – I'm doing yeah, so much. Exactly. Well, like, yeah, exactly. And it, Fuck in all fact, the credit stuff. Just do it. In fact, if you're going to do it, if you're going to be self-conscious about it in any way, you need to be making fun of yourself for it. Um, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like um, – Sort of like when I was calling myself um, the big feminist, <laughs> you know, like just simply perhaps just for simply knowing women. <laughs> it's like you got to understand how that comes across when you sincerely talk about yourself in these virtuous terms like that shit is annoying and grating to people. You know what I'm saying? That's a that's yeah. the part that I think those white people that's on their knees renouncing their white privilege don't understand. It's like, that shit don't work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, people sniff that out immediately. Yeah, but I did appreciate that happening because I scooped up all that white privilege they renounced <laughs> and I've got so much extra white privilege. Like, like I'm, oh my yeah. God, I've never been more powerful. Right? It's I'm in the freezer, yeah. Vacuum sealed it. I'm. Oh my god! Like I'm gonna pass it out for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you encounter the phrase, I don't mean to toot my own horn. You might want to just pause. Okay, wait. Yeah, yeah. Don't regift me any of that white privilege, please. <laughs> I'm 100 percent regifting white privilege. Uh, is Schilling not with us today? He's out today, I believe. Oh yes, Nitz is out. Claire, you here? I am. Yes. What up? Um, so let me just, uh, do a little read here for feels peoples. I was, I woke up to today and I go, I wish I had some feels cause I'm out. I'm out Eden. Gotta get, yeah, you have to get that sign up with the, our promo code so you can get 50% off a new bottle. 50? Uh, yeah. That's be- five that's like zero. Not to try. It's half off. Eden. No, no, no. no. I think I, you, you misspoke. It's 15, right? One five. You would think oh, 50, that, baby. but it's 50. Wow. That's a huge discount, especially if you get the 2,400 milligram kind. Oh. That's like almost over $100 worth of savings. You can't afford not to de- not to get it, right? 50% off or yeah. 200% more for the same price. It's like, I right? need it. I need <laughs> it just <laughs> in the morning to get over that anxiety of looking at Twitter. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, a little microdose. Just like one just, little drop. Just to get over that blast you get when you go on Twitter first thing. You're like, my God. You know? Um, but if you experience stress like me or have anxiety and chronic pain, I've been having some shoulder like pain and ankle pain lately. Um, check out Feels F E. What about window pain? S. Window pain. Oh my God. Oh, I got to tell you a story after this. What is. <laughs> Feels, Eden, it's premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep, naturally helping you reduce stress, anxiety, pain, sleeplessness. Anybody having sleep problems lately? Yeah, Sarah? I do. Yes, I haven't no, slept I have in like three months. <laughs> I have, I, um, yeah, I've had sleeping problems. Yeah, but what, what's too. been what's been stressful over the last three months that would cause? <laughs> I don't know. Lack of yeah, sleep. Okay. probably, probably like personal. Yeah, it's probably yeah. Just per, yeah, it's probably yeah, just like it's a, definitely on these, on these hot days. <laughs> we've had this credit. We're in a drought right now, and it's it's uh, uh, it's troubling. 
But in these really hot days, I just wake up at like 7.30 in the morning and I'm like wide awake. It's strange. And I'm like, please, I have to like calm I myself down. I sleep in the extreme heat. It's tough. Yeah, I got to yeah, blast the AC. It has to be like 60. It has to be like 65 degrees for me to stay asleep. Yep. You know Maze's anti-top sheet? What? Really? Yeah, he hates the top. He doesn't even have one. I did know that because it was a, on a Cinephobe episode. Yeah, <laughs> I like the top sheet because... I just overheat, and so I can't do it most of the times, especially out here. I can't do the regular blanket comfort or yeah. whatever. So I like the top sheet because it's a layer, but I'm not, you know, waking up in a cold sweat. <laughs> you um, know what I'm saying? Um, man, but I'm just I, hot I, I, all the time. It might just be because I'm black. I do it. Uh-oh. I run. I run hot too. <laughs> but I, I, I like the top sheet for cleanliness because then you're not getting the comfort or dirty. Yeah. Um. Place a few drops of feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is that finding your right dose is important, right, Eden? Totally. That's the most important thing. It takes a few tries, but you get it down. Once you get it down, it works wonders. You also have a great hotline. You can call them up, tell them I sent you, and talk about anything with them, pretty much. Yeah. They're, Ask they're on feels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're in a naturally. great mood. They're on feels. <laughs> No high, sent you. no hangover or addiction. Feels has me feeling my best every day, and it can help you to become a member today by going to feels.com slash ding for 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash ding to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. I'm going to get that today. Yeah, the only thing you're going to um, get addicted to is a good deal. Feels.com slash ding. So last night, Kids and I, I went home a little early because there's this whole thing going on with the school system that had me enraged. Enraged. So I'm like, I got to go home. And uh, so I got home just a little bit earlier than I usually do and uh, <laughs> made the mistake of trying to talk to my wife about it. She didn't want to have it because <laughs> she had a terrible day at work. It was just the whole thing. Sadie was in a mood. You know what I mean? So it's just chaos. Josie's crying. You know, I'm like, why the fuck did I come home? <laughs> that was the point of this. So, 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 uh, uh, so anyway, I take Grayson and Sadie for a, a, a bike ride, much to Josie's dismay. Cause Josie wants to go on a bike ride, but she can't Aww, ride a bike obviously, yeah, but yeah. she's, I'm trying to get her go with the scooter, whatever. Uh, so I take Grayson and Sadie and, and Sadie does this thing where she trails she plays this game with me, then stops and waits to see if I circle back, which I do. So it, what ends up happening is we have this like hundred yard line of Grayson at the front, me in the middle and Sadie in the back. Right. So we're going up the street about, you know, we're about a quarter mile from home. And uh, all of a sudden, and we're going up a hill, a slight hill. And all of a sudden, Grayson goes, bear, bear. <gasps> oh. No way. Oh, my God. No way. Bear. And he's he's literally on his bike, no fear at whatsoever, letting yeah, us know that he's there. It was just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, and so I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, so I start walking up the hill, and sure enough, I see a big bear. This thing is huge, giant. Oh my God. And all of a sudden, what it, it doing? starts just chilling. It was well. What they do is they come out of the woods and then they meander around the neighborhoods and they they eat the cherry trees. They eat the cherries off the cherry trees. And uh, so that's what he's doing. They're, they're, they're for the most part harmless. But honestly, when you see like a 900 pound bear running 
more or less at you, it became it. So last night I was like, Oh my God. So this thing's running and, and I say, Grace, come on. And it's Sadie, come on, let's go. And Sadie freezes in her tracks. She just gets so scared. She just stops, starts crying, you know? So I have to, uh, get off my bike, run up to Sadie. And I'm literally like 30 feet from this bear, more or less coming at us. You know what I mean? But then someone, fortunately, from the side of the road we were on in the house made a noise and came running out and scared the bear into a different direction. He wasn't coming after us, honestly, and uh, got him behind one of the houses and they kept going. It was still nerve wracking because we don't know where he is. And, uh, but I, the point of the story really was Grayson's poise. I was just so proud as a dad. Yeah, It was incredible. I mean, the kid did not flinch, you know, Sadie, so. on the other hand, tried to get you killed. <laughs> well, the other day, Zach, it's funny because the other day we had a fox uh, run by the house, and he, oh, and he went up. He went up the this little uh, grass hill and planted himself down to clean himself, and then sure enough, Sadie wants to go talk to him. You know, so, so I'm like, Sadie, do not go talk to the fox. You know, because I built up this whole story about Reggie the Red Fox, how I talked to him. I go up to the woods and we we chill. So I may have, you know, humanized the fox for Sadie a little too never, much. Never, never humanize the fox. <laughs> Not worth it. Uh, so, There's some really yeah. cute ones on Instagram. Jade, there. you know what's so crazy is that it's a beautiful you animal. know you guys deal with foxes and bears and just chilling. Um, people around here can't stand the sight of a poor person. It's crazy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, crazy. Um, I, but yo, um, well, wait, no, Rob, Zach, I just got your DM. Oh, I know, it's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> fucking believable. What is it? What is it? It's just, it's, a, we've been talking about a pattern of behavior. It's a pattern of behavior. The, 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 the post breakup thirst trap spree, mm-hmm. like God. this homie just posted another one. Ooh. It's just like, just refuses to stop. Yeah. It's, you know, but you know, more power to you. You know what I mean? It's your gram. Do what you want. Sure. I actually like the pick. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hypocrite for even complaining about it. You know? Oh, nice. <laughs> oh well, speaking of, Edon, what do you got in the love department? Ooh. For this week's love questions, um, first question, both questions are anonymous this week. Surprise, surprise. Okay. Do I have to start a Tinder if I want a friends with benefits situation? I'm moving in the next month, so it can't be serious. I also do not like to have one night stands. So friends with benefit kind of lies in the middle as a loophole. Is Tinder the move or can this be attained in the real world? So I think with all situations, it's just important to be clear about what you're looking for. Um, I think some people mentioned on Discord that Tinder and Bumble have options now to swipe for something just casual. So maybe that's something to look into. But just make sure you are upfront with from the get go. Be very clear and then let the other person decide if how they if they want to proceed from there. I, I just I think. Yeah. I mean, you just have to be clear from the beginning. Check your entitlement, bro. Like seriously, <laughs> I, like I, I don't want for, I don't want a one night stand, but I just want friends with. Be- it's like, what are you I'm talking about? In a month, like, what are you talking about? You put that on a dating profile, it will not go well. Let me like, tell you, I, just, I just want friends with benefits. Yeah, like, let me tell you, you that uh, Tinder is not where you're gonna go find the love of your life anyway. So I don't think you have to worry about that. <laughs> well, I know what I was thinking too. There's yeah. that too. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, for me, any friends with benefits situation I've ever had has happened like super organically. Um, it where doesn't it usually come from being friends first, right. Claire? Friend, yeah. Right. Isn't so like the first part of the I have like a long-term friends with benefits that's like years long on and off. And we are literally just friends. And then one night we just like randomly hooked up and years ago. And we were both just like, oh yeah, that was fun. I would do that again. And neither of us have feelings for each other. We both really like and respect each other as people, like both think each other's hot, but just no romantic feelings for whatever reason. Um, and so it just sort of organically happened. I feel like any other time I've tried to convert a friendship into friend with benefits, like one of the two people at least has gotten feelings for the other. Oh, yeah. Claire just so, talked about the random hookup night with her friend like it was a Yelp review. Like, oh, that was fun. I would do that again. <laughs> of course. Oh, it was exactly. like in that show. I'm very proud of What can I say? Oh, yeah. When you, like, rape the person. <laughs> yep. Whoa, what? No, rate it was on the show. The oh, oh, R-A-T-E. Oh, oh, she just didn't enunciate yes. it. Oh, It's not called the big problematic for nothing, guys. Oh, oh man. I like that his his it just first assumption was not that he misheard Eden, but that she would I, say that. I, I was just you know, hey, listen, twenty twenty. No, I don't I don't know. You don't get to hit us with a you know. I don't know why I'm laughing at no, this. That's a you thing. Sorry. Okay, the our second hold question. Hold on, hold on. Another thing that I inappropriate laughed about. Um, last night Mo texted me because Mo lives literally like l- maybe half a mile from me, and there's a Chick Fil A in between our two homes, and he was like, "Yo, they they closed <laughs> Chick Fil A." <laughs> <laughs> there's Chick Fil A. Um, and, and, and Mo was, he texted me to say, Hey man, you know, I know you go to this place a lot, but Chick-fil-A, they closed because of a, a COVID outbreak. And I just started dying hysterically. I don't know why I started laughing. It's why? not funny, but I That's was just not laughing. Funny at all. Especially just not for Chick- you. Just Chick-fil-A. To yeah, I guess, you know, I laughed. Come on, man. It's kind of funny. funny. <laughs> it's okay to laugh. Is it? It's healthy. I'd love to understand the humor. Yeah, I don't know why it's All right. Anyway, next question. So what does it mean when someone keeps bringing up past relationships, not one in particular, but like just always referencing a past relationship? For example, one time I joked about not having any money if that was the reason she was with me. And her response was, if I wanted to be in a relationship for money, I would have stayed with the guy I dated in law school. I'm just trying to understand the obsession with bringing up the past, or is this just a me issue? Mm, so, like a joke. All right. Oh, well, but so, like, I got the like, I chatted a little bit, and they were like, "This is just a pattern of behavior. Like, they should always bring up, like, anytime they talk about anything, it just an, a past relationship always comes up, even when he doesn't feel like it's relate. Like, there are other ways you can like talk about it without bringing up past relationships. Um, so I just think if this continues and it bothers them, just call them out on it. Like, ask them why they're bringing it up, and like, ask them why they feel like it's always re- like always needed to be brought up. They might not be doing it on purpose, so if you call them out, they might stop. Um, but if they are doing it intentionally and they don't stop even after like a conversation about it, they're probably just like too in- into themselves to have like a sustainable relationship. Either that, or she maybe that's her way of reassuring him that 
that's why yeah. she wants to be with him. I yeah, think I that's maybe that. where that's she's not... coming from. Yeah. But you're not going to know unless you like talk to her. About yeah, it. I was like, It'll... it just has to be addressed. It also yeah. might be a thing where like there's not closure for this person yeah. in those past relationships. And, and that doesn't necessarily have to mean anything bad for your current situation, although I get it's annoying. But there are some times where like it's not necessarily a hung up on that person thing. It's a hung up on not having the closure of the way you you needed it. And I, I've I've dated people before that would bring that stuff up. And I at first, like I kind of had the same feeling like like, oh, what what is this? Why are they doing this? Are they still like, you know, thinking about that person or whatever? But I think it's just the experience, like not having that story tied up the way they want it to. Mm-hmm. I think that that kind of festers in people's minds. Yeah. yeah. Because in that he said they, he was like, it's not one particular rela- relationship. Yeah. It's not always it's, the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's not one particular relationship and you have a different relationship to use as an analogy for every example, then maybe there's yeah, something else going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why yeah, that's, I feel like it's worth just like having a conversation about it. Just like asking them what's up. Cause I mean, I can't and, and, think of a reason why someone would constantly do it. I think some people um, also harbor a bit of PTSD from past relationships. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's hard for them to, to let go of the trauma from some of these relationships. And so, you know, it's going to come up from time and time again, but I, you know, you got to communicate like, all right, I, like I have respect for what happened in the past, but you know, we got to, we got to move this thing along. You know, I can't bear this man's cross. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm well aware that there are situations where like it's relevant to bring up a past relationship. <laughs> I just ignored that. I'm I was just going to move past him. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I'm just like, all right. I'm just saying. I mean, some people. You can't die for this man's sins. I love when the religious <laughs> allegories come out of Wazza's own. You can't expect me to die for that man's sins. You just can't. Oh my God. Um, some people. People also lack self-awareness. Not talking about Waz at all. But no, he's painfully people, aware. That's the problem. But some people lack self-awareness and like like you said, maybe are a little a little self-absorbed. So maybe she's just fully like unaware of how often she's bringing it up and just not really paying attention in that way. So it might be helpful to bring it to their attention and just be like, hey, you probably don't notice you're doing this, but you've mentioned past relationships lots making me feel a little like insecure or maybe just uncomfortable. But like, I think Maze is the one who pointed out earlier, like if, if, you know, it is an indication that they're really self-absorbed, that might be a red flag, like beyond just the talking about relationships. If they're not like thinking enough about your feelings and your experience of the conversation to like censor themselves in that way, that it might be a red flag that they might, that might, you spill over into other elements of the relationship. Also, just a um, just a quick note: if you're going to bring up your ex, um, make sure it's in a negative context. <laughs> oh boy! Just be sure to make sure it's not to compliment them. Well, for sure, but you know, but it's like you're saying, like the unresolved stuff. Like, even if someone brings up someone negatively enough times. If they bring them up enough times, it's like, well, they're clearly on your mind and you clearly still care. Even if they're like, God, I hate when my ex did this or I hate when my ex did that. It's like, yeah, that would that true. would feel threatening and weird to me in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Speaking of religious experiences, guys and gals, Mac Weldon. Jade, Ooh. I shit you not. I right before we jump right before I jumped on this, I I ordered from them. 
Six new pair of underwear and some and some active shorts. Oh, you rich, rich. Oh, man. I, well, I, I promo code, baby. I actually <laughs> discovered a new way to use my Mac Weldons this week. Is They're actually really good for working out also. Yeah. Especially nowadays, we're like all in the house. They're like really soft material, and yeah. they're actually more comfortable than a lot of my workout shorts. The breathability so, is crazy. Yeah. So I was like, I was just doing yoga in them yesterday, and I was like, these are actually great for yoga. Like, they're not the cutest or anything, but they feel great. <laughs> It's better than what you're wearing now, Momo, Tez. <laughs> uh, premium men's essential brands that believe in smart design and premium fabrics. Actually, unfortunately, I had a terrible experience with mine, my blue sweatpants this week. Oh, no. I was sitting down and they uh, somehow attached themselves like to a nail. Oh. oh, no. And like I got up and pff, ripped the hole. So I need a new pair of those, unfortunately. Let's save the like, to be uh, clear, that's the nail's fault, not not the sweatpants' fault, though. No, it was, uh, well, it, was, it wasn't really. I was just sitting on like a piece of wood bench. Uh, yeah, I mean the fence thing. Um, so I need. A, I mean, I was so bummed. I almost. I, I literally just like put my head down because they're my favorite. <laughs> they're like my favorite thing to wear. Um, so, uh, yeah, very. Uh, if you can go the, go to the site, very easy to use. Um, a bunch of great different products uh, from underwear, as Zach said. Include oh, a bag. Get a bag like Eden oh, has. Oh, the bag's dope. Yeah. Um, Yo, the bag is so sick, and I've gotten so many compliments on it. So many compliments. It has a compartment for everything. Nice, nice socks. Um, they got it all uh, for twenty percent off your first order. Visit MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code DING. That's 20% off your first order. Visit MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code DING. I'll be like hitting everyone today. Feels <laughs> MacWeldon. Uh, I did want to just take a moment to thank some of the Patreons who have signed up uh, recently. Uh, Anthony DePaul, Frederick McNair, uh, Ikram, what's up Ikram? Alex Krogers, Dylan DeLabare, 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 uh, Zachary Cavazos, <laughs> Michael Overby. I'm actually bringing out a Patreon. To, you know, Michael here. Overby gotta be black. Leonardo. I don't think he is. I don't, no, I don't he's think white. He is. I'm pretty sure I know exactly who he is. Yeah. Shout Leonardo out to him though. He's a good friend of the show. Ramirez. What up, Marcus Cole? Ryan Scott. Joe Small. Shouts to Ryan. SM. Oh, I won't spell it. Jade, I thought you was about to say Joe Small. Small. Mohammed Abdallah, Alberto Sanchez, uh, Jerry mm. McLean, Jerry McLean, meet Colin Boggs. What up, Colin? I wonder if he's related to Wade Boggs. Meet Azern. Azern. What a what, look, at, look at all these names, people. Tampa Bay Devils Ra- Devil Rays legend. Nishant. Nishant. What up, Nishant? Alexander Kites. Daniel McIntosh, Billy Cook, Jordan Brewer, Mookie Ali, Joseph Hodge, Joseph Hodge, um, who's that basketball player? Julius, wonder if he's related Julius to Hodge. Julius Hodge. He's actually, we should get him on after Yeah, Dark isn't Plus. that, uh, isn't that who Chris Paul punched in the nuts? Is it Julius Hodge? So. Yes. yes. Did, did he oh only God, punch but... one dude in the nuts? No, we but did, like, he, I think that was He the did it in college. Thing. That was in college. Yeah, that was in Remember we, we, I still have the video we did with Amin at Sloan about that, remember? Do you remember that was? 
Yes, of course I remember. <laughs> it was a history. I, of, it was like, all right, one time, fool me once, shame <laughs> on me. Fool me twice. <laughs> fool me again. Uh, you never. You know, Adnan Dumel, Philippe Jacques, Sam Platt. I mean, he's old nut, nut puncher from way back, you know? His dad um, was a nut puncher. <laughs> His grandpa was a nut puncher. Nut punching <laughs> compilation. Uh, Simone, Simone <laughs> Corti, uh, Chase Combs, Gabby Villa, Villal Pondo, Hayu Genemo. Wow, these names are incredible. Mo Lee. What up, Mo? Uh, Steven Tyler. Taylor. Sorry. Steven Tyler. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, Aerosmith <laughs> Marques Butcher. We really, when you read that one, we really living on the edge. <laughs> David Brown. <laughs> PJ Pfeffer. All right, I go uh, crazy Shatik Shak. Alex Trav. Tartaglia. No, Tartaglia. Tartaglia. Ava Tartaglia. That sounds like a godfather name. Um, Alex Julia Gilmore. Ike Torres. <laughs> I'm going to listen no. to this again because I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> what? Tom oh, my Guillermo, God, Zach. Um, oh, uh, Brandon Smith, I don't want to fall asleep. Andy Rosenberger. <laughs> Jason Bowser. A lot of these people we, ever, we already know. Kel- and Kevin Selder. Thank you so you much don't for wanna supporting us. You don't want to close your eyes, please. At the Patreon. I'll be crying. Patreon. <laughs> um, 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 well, if you don't want to listen to these jokes, just walk this way. Get out of here. There you go. Uh, All these Patreons are living it up while we're going down. They are. Hit me up. Hit me up for the old intro, buddy. Uh. Hello and welcome to the Friday hashtag Aswaz Mailbag on the Count the Dings Network. I'm your host, Anthony Mays, coming to you from San Francisco. On the line to answer your fantastic questions we have in Los Angeles. CTD MVP and Daily Ding King, one would think, and therefore one was, Santa Hoops, a.k.a. St. Nicholas Cage, Mariano Blanco, the one-liner designer. He respects the boulevard, Zach Moose Harper. Our modern mailbag minstrel analyzing astronomy, adopted by Nitz but still part of the Harper bump, cashing checks off the Teen Mom soundtrack while listening to Black Sabbath with a pink light on after dark at Claire Moonlight. The Haitian sensation with a Caucasian fixation and vocation is irritation of the general population, the black intellectual, the Liberian rock, cultural anthropologist, and sexual politician. You know the vibes, it's Big Waz! <laughs> sexual politician made me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> the Oklahoma horning rats on Twitter like Stephen Adams does in real life. If she had oil money, she wouldn't be friends with us. Filling your prescription for your devastating brands and filling her refrigerator with different cheeses. She doesn't sweat, she glistens because she keeps the thermostat down. It's Sarah the Thermosist. The only Asian in Arkansas with a greener life than J.R. Smith and a tattoo for each of the seven deadly sins on both of her rib cages. Her love of Duke is not a fluke. She won't spook due to any rebuke. She can carve up the ice and fix her love life with Dean Lou. And in Bloomfield, Connecticut, Jake Christie is his brother and his wife. Amateur bear. Watcher with a bionic hole in the sheep dipped conspiracy consigliere Jaden Full scored 103 goals at the square level. Only 28, but his mind is old. He came out the womb wilt. His wife is the fruit, and he's a nut. It's not a bit. He's dinging in the rain, just dinging in the rain. The evil producer full of bearded cat energy. Those are chicken boy, boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you. Oh, yeah. It's getting better and better. Get better, better. How is uh, how's Cidophobe doing? 
Rolling, baby. We got we got Stu Gatz this week, oh baby. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Five days away from Stu Gatz episode. No one more excited than me about Woo. that. I'm pretty sure. Oh my god, it Mace, is. May said perfect. Stu Gatz already hates him, which is hilarious. He did, yeah. He threw. Oh man, he threw a <laughs> shot at Maze. He threw a shot at Maze. Woo. Fantastic! It's gonna be so I was, fun. I was listening to them the other day, Zach, and Stu Gatz was doing the bit where he's like, "I mean, it's dangerous. Coronavirus is dangerous, and you know it's scary." But come back already, NBA. <laughs> it's both both sides oh in God. the argument. That's I was crying, bro. That's a great was... skit. That is great. Uh, like be sure to check out the quintessential Stu Gatz. Be sure to check out the Cinephobe dedicated feed. We've got the first 37 episodes up there right now. So if you missed any Cinephobes in the past or you're not sure, go check that out. Go subscribe. And then that is where you will find the Stu Gots episode on Tango and Cash coming out Wednesday. Very exciting stuff. Fangirling so hard. That's great. Um, Zach, you want to hit me with that? I sent it over. You know what, Jade? What up? I want to talk about things loading slowly. And what else I want to talk about (laughs) is how much people could save in one year. Not with me, baby. uh, In one year by switching to Harry's. Harry's? By switching to Harry's. Jade, that's enough to buy 26 cups of coffee in New York City. You shaving? You buying razors in stores? Okay, you're wasting money. You go to Harry's and you you subscribe to a year. You can buy an extra twenty six cups of coffee in New York City, three dip, deep dish pizzas uh, in Chicago, six nice. months of your Netflix subscription. Damn. Damn. You're not How gonna many be able to Netflix- strawberry shortcakes from Las Vegas. <laughs> it's a lot, man. It's a lot. We tell you though. You can't Netflix and chill without Netflix, and you can't chill with that nasty-ass, unkempt hair on your face. You need a razor for it. What I love about Harry's is, you know, I've got a beard, but i got this, like, little bit of, like, you know, some of that facial hair that grows up high on the cheeks. I'm not trying to look like a wolf, man. And that neck beard, I'm not trying to look like a, like a gamer, you know? Like, I want to <laughs> make sure that that stuff is tight. And so you got to manicure your beard, and when you do that, you need a close shave. And Harry's is the nicest blade. It's the closest shave. The design of the handle is so comfortable. Some of those things are, like, weighted oddly. You guys ever notice that with shaving? Like, some of these some of these men's razors, like, they're so heavy on the bottom, and it's weird up top, and you can drop it and drop it in the sink and everything. Not with Harry's. Harry's is so comfortable. You get a Harry's trial set delivered to your doorstep by going to harrys.com slash dink. Harrys.com slash thing. You get a trial set. They want to, they're just going to give it to you. That way you can see, do I like this? Guess what, Maze? You do like it. It's perfect. It's super convenient. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a, a subscription. But you're going to want to subscribe because, again, six months of Netflix subscriptions. That's what you're going to save. And I know what you're thinking was, you, can you just get razor blades? Is that it? That's all they have? Yeah. Just razor blades? Sometimes no. that's all you need. You get blades. You get hair care products. You get shower products. All on harrys.com. And just like their blades, Harry's is committed to providing premium products without breaking the break. Breaking the bank. I think that's what that's supposed to say. <laughs> bank. That cop, well, it, does, it says break. It doesn't make any sense. But I think they meant breaking Zach. the bank. 
One percent of proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations devoted to helping provide access to better mental health care for men's and veterans. It's the way to go to help support those who need it most right now. Harry's is donating one million dollars worth of shaving supplies to hospitals across the U.S. Listeners of the pod, go to harrys.com slash ding. You're going to get that weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip. And as I know, firm grip is what it's all about. You know, you need the firm grip. <laughs> That's a fact. Five-blade uh, razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade. Rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated. And a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash ding and start shaving and saving today. That's how you know Zach's oh. the best in the game because he just Ron burgundy that. Damn. Speaking <laughs> of that, straight off the prompter. Why would he breaking the break? doesn't make any sense. Speaking of veterans, got my buddy here, Ant. Ant. I don't know if I can say your last name, Ant. <laughs> Are you an Ant, Anthony Mace? Yeah. Do people call you Ant? Uh, not often. You're a Tony, I think right? Ant is a black thing. That, like, not to even go there, but like, I, like, I don't know that a lot of white people call their Ant. They call him Tony. Yeah, I get, get Tony, Tony more than Ant. For sure. Yeah, you get Tony? Um, actually my dad, he goes by that, so nah. Mm. Oh, you're a hey, junior? Are you an AJ? Nah, his name isn't even Anthony. His name is Thomas, but somehow <laughs> they got Tony out of that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's amazing. Just read it one day and oh, it stops great. Maybe that's some country North Carolina shit. I don't know. Mm. Uh Anthony uh, hit me up this week to talk about, oh, you were working on a school project. So I got to be interviewed. I think I interviewed you longer than you interviewed me. Though. <laughs> Thought you flip um, them. Yeah. Uh, Anthony was telling me about his experiences. He served 11 years in the United States military for the Army, correct? Yeah, it was 11 years. He served 11 Iraq, American years? Two tours in Afghanistan. So thank you for your service. It was three, but yeah. Nope. <laughs> Um, from uh, North Carolina. Where, where were you born and raised? What city? What so town? I was born actually at Fort Hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, my family's from North Carolina. Uh, Denver, North Carolina is about 20 miles outside of Charlotte. But um, also, you know, moved around a little bit because my father was in the Army as well. Oh, so you're a, um, what do they call that brat? What do they call that? <coughs> Army brat. Yeah, Army brat. Army brat. Wow, I didn't know. I didn't catch that the other day. What about his father? Um, so my grandfather, I believe he was in like the reserves or the National Guard, but he didn't go to like any wars or anything like that. And 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 your mother wasn't or was in the military as well. Yeah, she also was for I think like five years. And my stepmom, she retired as well as my father. Wow, your wow. dad has a type, huh? <laughs> wow! Thank God. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then my little brother, he's in the navy right now. So. Wow! Oh, oh yeah. How many siblings do you have? Just one. <clears throat> yeah, I, I have a half brother somewhere, but mm-hmm. uh, he's also in the army. I found out that too. Okay. Yeah, so. All right. Yeah, See, I'm I'm just making you know making sure I'm going to be good during the apocalypse. That's why I'm making friends with Anthony. Yeah. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Anyway, Eden, black or white? 
Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. 
That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.